I don't know about you, but summer kind of sucks so far. Like, I don't, maybe your summer's been okay, but like, I feel like it's either been like way too hot outside or it's okay to go outside. Like the weather is like fine, but like is nothing but smoke out there to breathe. So like, if you want to go out, you die. I don't like, is there like any stuff that like makes you feel like it's it's summer like because i'm like i need i need to feel i need to feel something i need to feel summer and i'm not getting it right now like is there any like certain like movies games shows that really give you those kind of like summer vibes summer feelings Uh, like stuff like that after graduating from all schooling like summer means nothing to me except for like more heat and uh, steam summer <laughs> sale. That's about the only thing I have to look forward to when it comes to summer. Oh yeah. Steam summer sale. Like that's where it's at, man. That's yeah. where like you can stop feeling like slightly guilty about the the money you're about to spend because it's on sale. So it's like you can't feel bad if it's on sale, right? Well, yeah, and it also is an excuse to stay inside out of the heat and <laughs> play more games. Welcome to the NerdSoft Podcast, where two lazy nerds talk about whatever we've got the energy for. My name is Chris. I'm Joseph. I picked up a, a, a new game, which is Kingdom 80s. Oh, uh, crap. I, I, dude, I haven't played yeah. it yet. Oh, I'm so excited. I want to, man, I want to play that. But I need to if, get that. I, well, I need to block you from playing my game so you don't play it before me. No. Because <laughs> I haven't gotten don't. to play it yet. Don't do it. Some of them disappeared on my Steam Deck, and I don't know why, and it made me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't blocked you yet, but I thought about yeah, it. Don't do just that. To, just to keep you from playing games before I even get to. Games no. that I buy before I get to play them. That's not fair. But Kingdom 80s is, uh, if you're not familiar with the Kingdom game, I know you are, but a general yeah. audience, if you're not familiar with the Kingdom games, they are kind of like, um, I don't want to say tower defense, but how would you even... I mean, kind s- of. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, you're, you have a centralized base, essentially, and you're just defending it from both sides uh, and venturing out to get resources. It's on a 2D plane, so it's not like there's a big 3D map or anything, but you're just going from side to side. Uh, I, I know at one point in one of the games, like I was riding like, uh, a, either, was it a unicorn or something or a magical horse of some kind? <laughs> I think you had a magic elk. Magic Elk, that's what I it was. I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and so there's like a bunch of secrets in there too. And you're basically just fighting these like uh I don't know, dimension hopping, like purple things, gooish kind of yeah. creatures. I don't know what they are. I haven't played enough of the games to really know. But the the concept of it's already cool. Normally it's like medieval kind of set, but this is since it's Kingdom 80s, it's literally set in the 80s. It's kids on bikes. Um, there are probably going to be various things. I saw like at one point, somebody had a power up that looked kind of like ET in the front of his basket and he oh was able goodness. to fly a little bit on his bike. So I was like, Oh, this I, is going to be great. So, I love that. 
Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I do love the Kingdom games. Um, And they get really hard. I've never like, well, I guess I don't know if there's like a complete end to it. I don't know, because there's like you if you you complete the one area and leave, but then there's like a new area just opens up for you to go to. And it just gets progressively harder, which is crazy because like at, at some point you're just getting annihilated and overrun by like swarms of enemies as you're just trying to, you know, fortify and build your defenses as much as you can. Um, I can't wait to see how they skin that with the the 80s theme of like what the your fortress looks like like what is that gonna be you know are you hold up in a video store are you in a tree fort you know something like that what are the weapons gonna be you know is it gonna be people with slingshots instead of firing bows and arrows surely um, right excited. it's gotta be stuff like that or like super soakers or something like it's oh, gonna be something. super soakers would be great yeah i'm looking forward to that i actually started playing um I started getting back into uh, another kind of 80s homage game that I played for a while and I don't remember the reason why I stopped playing it because it's a great game. So I picked it back up. That's Crossing Souls. And um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. It's just little, um, you know, action adventure RPG, a little bit of platforming in there. Um, and and um, definitely a lot of beat em up, but also has like, um, puzzle solving stuff, a la something like an old school Legend of Zelda. And uh, the story is super good. It's got some really cool game mechanics to it. You have like, it's kind of like you have multiple characters in one because you're a group of kids, but you can only play one at one time. So you switch between which character you want to play because they all have their different specialties. Like one can climb while the others can't. And he's like a little bit more agile. One has a dash and she has like a jump rope for a whip. One is like techie. So he's got like these hover boots. He's got a like laser gun. And one is kind of the muscle. He's really strong. He punches. Um, and he's the only one that can like move heavy objects and stuff around. There's also a companion that is kind of like a ghost. Um, you select them and you can have those kind of out at the same time. And when you have them out, the ghost out, you can see things um, kind of like in this, um, this almost like the, the ghost realm or the soul realm. I mean, it is called Crossing Souls. So like you can kind of go back and forth between seeing what's actually happened in like, you know, real life, 1980 or whatever they're in, and then use your ghost dude to see like what hidden hints or things like that exist in the soul realm and a lot of that too is like other ghosts and stuff that you can now access and talk to to figure out how to progress through the game um to solve like the puzzle and stuff that you're in it's really really fun um feels super um like if you like um stranger things it feels a lot like that like a real stranger things et kind of vibe where like government swoops in, you know, does something to the town. Kids are the only ones that get away and shenanigans start. They're trying to figure out what this is. So um, super, super cool game. Um, very emotional too. Like it has some real hard hitting moments and like does not pull punches um, in, in almost in a Game of Thrones type way, if you catch my drift. So um it's it's very good and it's got some really good 
cut scenes that are um, like old school hand-drawn animation, which is uh, really cool. So if you like animation, you like that kind of stuff, the 80s uh, kind of vibe, that's a really good one. Um, that that has me thinking, are there any other 80s like homage games that you, you're you like super into? Because I thought of another one that I saw recently, but I, I kind of want to, I don't want to hog all the time and I, I just want to see what you've got. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I really have that many um, that I play regularly. Anytime I see that thrown onto something, I'm usually kind of into it, obviously, because that's when we grew up. But sure. I mean, I've got mainly like horror movie board games and stuff that are that came out in the 80s, if that counts. Otherwise, it's sure. like I don't, I don't know that I have like an 80s the board game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I don't, there's like a few like different slasher style games out there that are kind of 80s influenced and stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, um, like, fi- pretty cool. what is it, like, Final Friday or something? Hold on. Yeah, you were talking about that at one point, and I really wanted to try that out sometime. Um, I think you mentioned that on a previous episode, like, a long time ago. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's one I haven't really played, but it's basically your your summer camp setup where uh, you're probably playing a counselor, and there's just this killer going around. I think it's a hidden movement game, so you can't really see where he is. And you just kind of, uh, yeah, try to survive. Yeah, the hidden movement thing, that was what you brought up before. It was, we were talking yeah, about hidden that movement. That might have even been a different game, game, too, because there's a bunch of them like that. Um, That's cool. Um, otherwise, 80s game style, not not a whole lot. I mean, I've got They Live, the board game, which was in the 80s, or uh, yeah. The Thing board game, also 80s. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Mainly horror movies that were made in the 80s board games, not so much 80s themed board games that I can think of. There's this game out right now. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Killer Frequency that is pretty cool. So this, yeah, this game is like, it puts you in the uh, position of a late night radio host who is doing a a show in a, like a small local town and he's like new to this town and stuff and it this takes place in the 80s and stuff and uh a town small enough that something goes bad the only 911 dispatcher is no longer able to take the calls so she starts routing all the 911 calls to you while a slasher is on the loose in the town and so you are doing all the things like a uh radio host does like you put on your vinyl records you put in your cassettes and you talk to the audience and stuff over the uh airwaves you do a lot of conversation with your producer but um you're also like taking phone calls as you would but these are more often than not end up being like Calls that were meant for 911, and they're typically because this freaking killer is after these people, and you're having to like try to like, um, it you know it's a very choices matter thing. You're you're having to kind of guide them through like what to do to try to keep them alive, uh, and and that's really cool. And then you also get a lot of like exploration inside of your um radio studio, you know, to help certain people, like you need to go find like a map of this part of town or, um, you know, find out more about this killer by going through the archives and, and like looking through stuff. And it's a super creepy atmosphere and just, um, just super fun. There's a lot of homage to, um, you know, eighties stuff like, um, 
some of the roads are called like Romero Avenue or Haddonfield. So if you're into those kind of games, I definitely recommend. Looks like it came out June 1st, so real recently. Um, yeah. And it is a horror puzzle game. Okay. Yeah. That 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 would be like an on sale thing for me or just let you buy it and then I'll play <laughs> it because I don't know that I would yeah. play it much or want to at least not purchase it just because it would be just a kind of a one thing one time thing for me. I think I'd be done with it after I finished it situation yeah but i mean but, you know it's a, like for what it is it looks like a cool game if you're into those kind of games yeah it, I, I think it's a, it's a very like specific story so like i don't know that there's a lot of replay value to it it plays out kind of like a movie with you being an active participant in it so it's like you know a very specific experience but a very fun one yeah um, i mean it's 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 really truly only 25 dollars, and it's overwhelmingly positive reviews so if you're into that kind of game i think this is one to get for sure yeah yeah it's really cool a promise aesthetically i, I do love the the style of it obviously since it's very 80s even colored uh, with like the purplish blue pinkish hues going on. Oh, it's great. Like, that's yeah. really cool. Music's really good too. Great soundtrack. So you um, have played it or you have, you just watched videos. I, I watched somebody play through the first part of it. Like the first oh, okay. chapter, just cause I was just like, Oh, is this something I really want to dive into? And, and the answer is absolutely like, I'm, I'm definitely gonna pick this thing up. Speaking of purple, have you <laughs> what a <laughs> no, no, what no, a transition? Hold wait, hold on though. Are, wait, like, are you gonna ask me about the goddamn grimace birthday shake, I, Joseph? I am. I didn't know. I didn't know if you'd heard about that. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. I mean, you are on TikTok all the time, so I assumed you had, but I wasn't. I sure. I know there is a grimace birthday shake. What I don't understand is why <laughs> people turned it into why this it's viral. killing people. Why, Why people are dying? Thing, yeah, yeah. Can you explain uh, that to me? Because I don't know. I don't know that there's a lot of reasoning behind that. Okay, so first of all, Grimace birthday is a day after mine. I'm June 11th. He's June 12th, and so McDonald's decided to celebrate with like uh, I don't know some kind of meal deal, and then a Grimace birth Grimace birthday shake, which is like some weird purple concoction. I have no idea what's in it. But yeah. somebody started a video or somebody did a video on TikTok where they pretended like it, I don't know, it killed them, but in a really dramatic way, not just like they drank it and then died. It's like really kind of somber tones or like a really creepy kind of mysterious thing. And then it's just like the shake like all over them. And then people started to emulate that. And that's what the funny part is. Like it, there's not a reason behind it aside from it just being a viral thing. And now the more right. people that are doing it, the more it's happening and even so much so that it's like spread to killing off uh, characters in other things like <laughs> animes or cartoons and stuff. Like I've seen, I've seen one of Sonic like dead in a pool of purple. I've seen uh, like spider punk from the new Spider-Man movie. Oh no. <laughs> dead. Oh uh, no. Amy also from the Sonic universe. Like nobody's off limits with this thing. I think even like uh Eris from Final Fantasy VII was killed by Grimace's shake instead of oh, Sephiroth this time. Yeah. Yeah. So is, is that yeah. how the new Final Fantasy is gonna play out? Like the remake instead? Maybe. Maybe instead so. Sephiroth, it's the it's Grimace shows up with his his shake. It just got his shake. Yeah, like she's Hands just like instead of a Aaron? pool of water, she's just like dead oh, in a pool of Grimace no. shake. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
I don't know, like, again, why, <laughs> but I appreciate it just because I think it's it's ridiculous. It's pretty and fun. And the, the videos are funny because it, it'll be them drinking the shake, being like, oh, that's pretty good. And then it'll cut to black and then it'll <laughs> a new scene will come up and they'll just be dead in like a, <laughs> a sewer pipe or something <laughs> covered in Grimace but <laughs> shake why for no reason. Why do they end up in the sewer pipe? Like no, that's the, that's the joke. I don't know. I it, know <laughs> it doesn't matter. If I'm if I'm in the drive thru and I'm like you know par- parking a parking spot real quick, or uh, I mean, let's say I I grab a shake, I head over to my cousin's bar mitzvah, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna down this real quick. How do I end up dead in the sewer? In a sewer that's, pipe. <laughs> that's the mystery. That's oh. <laughs> the true dark side of the Grimace shake. Hang on a minute, though. This is what I'm wondering. This is what I'm wondering, Joseph. Uh-huh. Do you remember when we were weens, when we were the wee lads, that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that came out and that that villain that we had never yeah, seen before? Yeah, you're thinking Ivan Ooze. Yeah, yeah. Ivan Ooze. Wait, wasn't he doing something similar? Wasn't he making like some sort of like some sort of like goopy like something for people to consume and kill them was it a shake that's what i'm wondering is grimace and ivan ooze the same i need to find out what ivan ooze's thing was real quick yeah i don't remember what his thing was i i didn't make that connection uh i'm, I'm just I'm trying, trying to find to, out what grimace is like is he a is he's he just a, a monster i think i know he was a monster i think he's a big taste, taste bud. bud why is yeah. he purple hey man i don't know <laughs> So uh, maybe somebody out there's got a purple tongue. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's like a maybe it's like a time crime situation where it's like it's he's purple taste, because he yeah he was born from someone drinking the grimace shake, which only exists because of grimace. But then it's a full circle thing where he exists because someone drank the grimace shake. So it's oh, like a man. time loop. Yeah, that it it always makes me hurt when I have to think about like time loops make my brain hurt so bad because like I try to right. understand like, like it how has it could to work. start somewhere. Yeah. And it just makes my brain hurt so bad trying to think about that. And I don't think I can, I don't, I can't, I can't handle that. Yeah. I guess he is a taste bud, which is so strange. It's real gross. He, he so does that mean like if he just rubs something on his body, does it does he taste he can it? taste it yeah yeah like if he hugs you what he's doing is he's tasting you he's yeah he's <laughs> grimace yeah. knows your taste if, <laughs> if he if he holds on to you for any more than a second in a hug that man is savoring you you know he is yeah. he's just like mm. oh what? yeah it's delicious Everything else kind of tracks, like even Mayor McCheeseburger. That makes sense. He's just a cheeseburger mayor. Hamburglar. He just loves to steal hamburgers. Birdie or whatever her name is. She's a a bird. bird. But Grimace? (laughs) Why a taste bud? I don't know. But I mean, you also got the fry guys, which are like... They're fries. But also guys. Have you ever seen pink or turquoise or blue purple fries? And I'm not talking about once you cover them with that weird ass ketchup that came out in the early 90s that Heinz tried to do where they were like, let's make a fun colored ketchup. I'm talking about the fries themselves are those colors. Well, maybe they just crossbred with other foods because one of them is oh, yellow. Dude. One of them's like legit fries. Okay, well, that one can make sense, but the others don't make 
any sense. Or maybe it's just like dyeing your hair. Maybe they just wanted to express they're themselves. They're dyeing the fries. <laughs> you can't dye yeah, your fries. Yeah, they're just dyeing their bodies, dyeing their fries. Ugh. I don't know about that. I don't I don't like that. Fry at all. dye. It's a thing. Fry dye. I gotta tell you though, like McDonald's does have some weird mascots. If you look any farther into surface level, if you if you start going down the iceberg, you start like you chisel it away. You start rappelling down. They got some really weird stuff, man. Do you remember there being a professor? Of what? Of like fryology? He was literally just called the professor. So um, mm. I, I I think there was a pirate at one point. Mayor McCheese. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there was, a, there was a pirate, Captain Crook. Yeah, that's Lest right, Captain forget. Crook. Yeah. What was he... <laughs> What kind? Okay, so if was we're he going like along, the was he a predecessor to Hamburglar? I wonder. I don't know. Like maybe that's his dad. Like maybe Captain Crook birth, like you know, hooked up with someone, and then on they his, had the Hamburglar on his many journeys. Yeah, yeah he's one trying of his many to. Journeys. Yeah, maybe is Hamburglar Captain Crook's bastard son? Because <laughs> I think okay. that's a legit ask. Well, I, well, you know, I get they were born. Or sorry, they were introduced the same year. That's not to say we know what happened in, in the years before. Yeah, that's true. But 1971 true. is when they both came into existence in McDonald lore. Mm, man, oh, oh, the fact that there is a McDonald lore. I mean that. Oh my god! I'm so I just I decided to look up and see what else McDonald's has been hiding from us, and like I'm finding some really weird stuff. I think I found okay. There's a there's a really gross dog named Sunday. Oh uh, yeah, barely qualifies as a dog. <laughs> this is the grossest looking creature I've ever seen in my life. He looks like a dog that would have been in the wild thornberries. Oh my god, you're right. He's got like a big old schnoz. Uh, Just this wild the, like, red hair, weird blue streak on his eye, and yeah, he's weird looking. Um, Grimace has an Irish uncle named Uncle O'Grimacy. <laughs> <laughs> so, also a taste bud, I'm assuming. An Irish taste bud. An Irish yeah. taste bud, of course. Uh, uncle O'Grimacy, I think, was uh, to promote the Shamrock Shake. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Uh, oh, wow. That is just weird. Um, you got, okay, I'm, I'm finding some other cosmic stuff. The alien cosmic. Okay, yeah. this one I don't know. He he Explain was in, that one. created in in nineteen eighty. Uh, he his I guess his time ended in eighty five. So when we were born, I think our birth killed cosmic. Um, oh God! Yeah, he he was created to add a fun space themed twist to McDonald's Land diverse character lineup. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh. Yeah, I just looked yeah. him up. Oh, I do vaguely remember this weird. It looked like a shrimp in a uh, some kind of shrimp in a UFO. Yeah, it's kind of like Earthworm Jim, except a shrimp instead of an earthworm. Okay, um, dude, there are so many grimaces. Like Did grimace you- <laughs> has a a lineage. He has a family. Yeah. Okay, I found his grandmother, whose <laughs> her name is Grandma Winky. <laughs> okay, I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. It's it's just I think this is a situation where Grimace is pulling a Norman Bates because this is just Grimace in a blouse and a hairnet. So, um, oh, God, there's all he's got two ants also, which just look like two Grimaces and and maybe in drag uh, Aunt Millie and and Tilly. How many Grimaces are there? 
This is insane to me, dude. I don't understand. Out of all of the characters that they could have gone with, why Grimace? Why did they dive so hard into Grimace? I'm surprised Hamburglar never got like a partner character uh, like the um, Cookie Crisp uh, crook did. Like, where's Hamburglar's dog or something to help? I, Maybe Sunday could have been his dog instead. For some reason, I feel like he did at one point, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he didn't. Could be a Mandela effect. Yeah, it could it be. It could be the Cookie Crisp cop that's fooling you. Yeah, I um, think it is. I'm thinking, I think I'm thinking of the Cookie Crisp because the, he had the, the stripes yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did also find out they have trash can <laughs> mascots, literally just called trash cans. The talking trash cans in McDonaldland were anthropomorphic garbage bins that appeared in a few commercials in the 70s during McDonaldland. They were talking trash bins that accepted garbage the kids would dispose of after finishing their food at McDonald's. These are two garbage cans wearing red bow ties. <laughs> I had questions about the Happy Meal gang. And okay. what I what those are, it's literally just like Happy Meal food items with faces. But mm-hmm. the burger... His eyes are on the top of the bun, and then his mouth is, you know, the rest of the burger. So kids are eating this guy. But <laughs> the fries and the shake are, yeah. the faces are just on the, the packaging. So that means, like, they're eating. So for the fry guy, for example, like, I assume sure. his fries came from the fry kids. Like, just like... uh I don't the know. Fry kids turn into fry guys. When a when they, a fry kid evolve. gets a haircut, when a fry kid gets a haircut, <laughs> their their yeah. spare hairs go into uh, the the fry like y- guy. You know that's the yeah. safe way I think of looking at this. Yeah, yeah. So so, but but then after so I guess like my question is like after you're done, so you're eating the hamburger guy. Fine, like he's gone. He's met his destiny. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you empty the fry guy out, they're the fries out. Like he's just a rapper with the face on it then. And you're just tossing him into what I guess would be the trash can with the red bow tie. Yeah. You put him inside there. And then I don't Is know. Is he just he recycled slowly, to, to be refilled with fry kid hair or what? He's slowly digested over, over millennia. Over a thousand years. Yeah. He's, yeah. Maybe that's a Sarlacc pit to of, reemerge later. At a later date. So, um, yeah. and then the shake, same thing, but yeah, yeah like, wait, I don't know. Like, I just, I have questions about like the, the packages, the packaging of these, these Happy Meal gangs. Where are you, where do they all go? Yeah. They have, where's the, McDonald's the, heaven? They had the chicken McNugget characters. They had, oh, yeah. You can't forget those because they had the coolest toys. You had, yes, the, they the did. Best Halloween toys. The Halloween ever. toys, man. Yes. Yeah. Um, they had the apple pie trees, which were the scariest things. The, those were the, the stuff of nightmares. Did you ever see those? The What were they? They're called apple pie trees. So if you were in a McDonald's in the 80s or 90s, you might remember a big like plastic tree with a huge face, like big eyes, big smile with its tongue hanging out. And it's like one of those things that's like, you're like, oh, yeah, a happy little tree. But like you think about it before you go to bed at night and it keeps you up because that's the face you see in your nightmares. Um, it's definitely one of those. Like it is disturbing. Um, the reason it's called apple pie trees is because apple, the little crescent apple pie things are supposed to grow from the, the branches. I don't mm, know. Okay. Um, 
Never oh, seen it. Dude, hang on. I'm on McDonald's Wiki. <laughs> McDonald's Wiki. Um, many. Uh, this is what it says about the apple pie trees. Many of these were removed from McDonald's land play places after children would wake up crying, saying that they had seen the apple pie tree in their dreams, telling them eldritch secrets. So. <laughs> what the heck? So I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. These apple pie trees have some sort of link to the deep abyss, to, you know, he who dreams. Lord Cthulhu. Yeah, Yeah. all that stuff. Um, That's rough. That's real rough. (laughs) Wow. They just look so goofy. Yeah. Um, uh, That's messed up. To close this one out, because I don't want to talk about McDonald's anymore. Mac tonight. Uh, I don't know why. We can't forget. We cannot forget forget Mac Mac. tonight. Yeah, Yeah, Mac tonight. He's the greatest. The greatest of all, you would say. We we made a um a character at one point. I think it was in when we were playing either Dark Souls that looked um suspiciously like Mac tonight once. I don't know if you remembered that, but I, I don't, yeah. but it was either one of them. Like you can warp the faces in ridiculous ways. So it wouldn't yeah, surprise me. Which you could probably also do in the latest Street Fighter game because I've seen some weird monstrosities. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in there. I'm I'm looking forward to a monster factory of that one. Uh, so I'll I'll I'm I'm interested to see what they come uh, up with. It'll definitely happen. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Like, when you give these are just like powers you should not give people for that reason. Like exactly, like they're gonna warp them beyond comprehension. Yeah. So to talk about board games for a minute, let's transition out and talk about board games. Because that's something that's very fresh on my mind. I played some last weekend. Oh, real quick. I did want to mention for everybody real quick. There's a free game called Grimace Run that you can play on Steam. It's literally, uh, it's Grimace collecting Dogecoins. That's it. There you go. Oh, man. Speaking of of Steam games real quick, did you <laughs> did you know that uh, like uh, Steam games are being like... Okay, people who are trying to like import games to Steam to like bring them on board are being like rejected if they're using any amount of AI art. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Because, yeah, you shouldn't be using AI art in something you're trying to sell because that is just ethically a terrible thing to do. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, Steam is doing it because it's like, okay, you, the way that they're, they're wording it at least is like, okay, you have to uh, show proof that you own all of the rights to the assets in your game, which makes sense, right? Yeah. And if you're using AI art, you cannot do that. And I think that's where it's like, okay, finally it's being like, um, I, I guess it's the rule, the rule sets being placed where it's like, okay, yeah, you can mess around with it, but you cannot try to sell things using a program that pulls other people's art together to make something and sell it as your own. Like that doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. You, yeah, so I, I'm glad that they're really cracking down on that because that's a huge deal and really, uh, I guess, like spits in the face of people making actual art for their games. It also makes me feel better about like um, securing my job for the future too, as you know, a graphic designer. I don't want <laughs> I want to get replaced with Skynet. Like I don't want that doing my job. Um, so it'd be super cool if like, you know, some regulations could be put in place on, you know, creating some some AI things. That would be real, real cool. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. I did yeah, see something I, about like, um, I think it was the US and China um, 
And maybe there was another group were actually talking about trying to come up with like some actual, like an actual con- like group effort basically on regulating AI. So like they're, I think they were actually asking some of the like big pioneer companies in AI development to kind of like slow the roll a little bit until they can really figure out like what should be legal, what shouldn't, what should we be allowed to touch and play with and and like what is off the table, you know? Yeah, like how to regulate something like that. Yeah, uh, I, before I think we like, get a Terminator. Right, well, I think just like best case scenario is going to be any art that the AI program is pulling from is given with the artist's consent into whatever kind of database and there's some sort of fee that is paid to utilize this program or get a subscription to it or whatever. Right. And then that a portion of that money that is provided to said artists. So I think like best case yeah. scenario is that I don't know that it'll ever happen that way, but I, I would love it if that was the case, because a big part of it is just like people not being compensated for what is clearly stolen art. Yeah, I agree with that, especially like, um, I don't know, it, it kind of opened the door as like a Wild West thing again, kind of like when the internet first sort of started, you know, like everybody was just stealing images of like from everyone else. Um, and now it's like a new way of doing that. As as part of my job, I have to use like I use Adobe tools pretty much all day. And Adobe has now implemented AI into a lot of their programs like Photoshop yeah. has AI in it. How, do, how does um, theirs work? Uh, Adobe has a specific like AI generative like program called like Firefly. Um, I haven't really played around with that too much. They're also building or have built a uh, AI generator thing into like Adobe stock that I, I don't remember if it's in beta still or not. Um, but I've, I've played with that a little bit. And then in Photoshop itself. So like, um, this part is actually kind of handy. So this is like, it, it doesn't fill in stuff from like a, a database somewhere. This uses what is in the content that you're actually like working with. So let's, for example, let's say I have an image of, uh, let's say a wedding or something like that. And there's like that, here's that one dude that showed up that nobody wants to see. So in that photo, you want to get rid of that guy. So before you would um, do a whole lot of work and stuff to edit him out, it might not be that much work, you know, clone tool, stamp tool, um, different blending modes with uh, different tools and brushes. Get this guy out of here. Um, yada, yada, yada. What you can do now is you could use like the object select tool, try to select this dude. So you get like the um, the like um, dude selected with the little marquee stuff around it, which is like those kind of like flashing um, dotted lines. And you can do a basically you before you could do a, a content aware fill, but now you can do an AI generated um, content fill, which basically takes information um, from other parts of the content that you're working with and does its best job to replace that part of the image with like basically the most informed thing it can. So maybe all of a sudden that guy disappears and it really just filled in um, with like data from all kinds of stuff in the background and it used a tree from somewhere else to create a tree there. If you want, you can prompt it to generate something completely new. So in that same thing, when you still have that 
thing selected. So say that guy, there's a little box that pops up too. And you could type in big fuzzy monster holding a milkshake. It will do its best to create that within that photo. So what? Yeah, I guess what are what are its assets, though? Yeah, those assets are coming from Adobe's stock, which is where it pulls everything. So this is the stuff that Adobe has pre-licensed. Supposedly, you know, I'm not going to sure. say I know everything yeah. that Adobe does. This is what they say they've pre-licensed. Y- yes, but I guess the slippery slope is like, did it, are they just taking into account like, yeah, we licensed it before when it was just stock images. We did not license it for the use of, you know, AI creating new art kind of stuff. So it's like, is that? Should they like re-license these things with that in mind? I have no idea. I I don't know. I have no idea. And I think it's because there is no real big legal precedent for some of this stuff yet. Yeah. Aside from Naruto the monkey, who helped us figure out that um, only humans can copyright. So. Ah, true. Yeah. What a helpful little guy. You know, (laughs) I love Naruto the the monkey. (laughs) The best of us. Oh, yeah. Board games. That's what I was going to talk about. You were going to talk about some board games <laughs> at some point. I completely got uh, off the off the yeah. rail there. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to mention one board game. Um, you know, Outer Rim I'd mentioned before. It's a similar one to that. Uh, this one is called Western Legends, which is also oh. a uh, sandboxy type like open world board game if you want to call it that, because it's like you can win in multiple ways. Like there's not just one set path. It's not like you're going around the board doing a certain thing. It's a big open area. You can go wherever you want. And and at least in the initial, uh, I I guess, game before any sort of like add ons or or any, you know, extra content was added, you could either essentially be a bandit. So you go around you know, robbing the bank, robbing other players as much as you can, et cetera, et cetera, running from the the sheriff. Um, you could be like a, a deputy and essentially like help the sheriff by capturing bandits. Um, sometimes the other players, sometimes just other bandits placed around the board and getting your martial level up. Uh, or you could just be like a gold miner and literally like go and mine gold the whole time for your legendary points. <laughs> Or you could just be a gambler. Like you could just play poker and get points that way if you're winning your games of poker. And also like then just go to the cabaret and spend your money and get points for spending a certain amount of money at the cabaret. So like there's so many things you can do, so many methods to win. It's really interesting because it's like even though it's a, you know, you're against other players, you don't feel like directly opposed to them necessarily unless they're you know, doing something that's really accelerating their victory. Like in the game I was playing, my cousin, Michael, he was going the bandit route. And at the end of the rounds, he was just racking up points so quickly that I had to take on like the role of Marshall and then go and like battle him so that I could arrest him and put him in jail to wipe his bandit points away Mm -hmm. because otherwise he was going to win in like three or four turns. So it's like, you just have to be you're you're watching what you're doing, but also like keeping an eye on everyone else to make sure they're not about to win or just like really like take hold and uh you know run away with the game. So it was really fun. We had a really good time. It sounds cool. What is the like overall objective to win though? Like I know you said there's multiple ways, but like is it like um you have to get like a certain number of these points to win or like 
what is the, yeah. the overall goal everyone is working towards and sabotaging each other? Yeah, so legendary points are what you want overall, depending okay. on how long of a game you want. Um, I think like 10 or 12 points is like the short game, and then it goes to 15, then 20, et cetera, et cetera. But like in the game we played, we did up to 15, and that came pretty quickly. So we... But once you hit that point, once someone hits 15, which I think my cousin Larry did first, like then everyone gets one more turn around the board to see like how many extra points you can rack up. And then at the end, there's like some extra points that are added for a one, how much money you have, where you are on the bandit or marshal track, what kind of items you've picked up and upgraded. So there, there are like some extra points that come in at the end, almost like if you think about Mario Party, where it's like, Okay, somebody finished the game, but then it racks up all those extra points, like those weird random trophies or whatever. Right. But this is like less random and more like, okay, I just had, I ended up winning even though I wasn't the one who uh, got the most points first because I had so much money saved up at the end that that really like gave me some extra points enough to uh, get the victory. But I was only like one or two points ahead of everybody else at the very end. So it was a... it, it's really interesting just the way it plays out. That sounds pretty cool, man. I, I like the idea of that. And I really like things that are like Old West themed, kind of like that, Um, which is weird because like the Old West style has never been something like I gravitated to towards a, like as a kid. Yeah. But like, like as you an didn't adult, watch Westerns and stuff. Yeah, like I'd, I'd see a few um, just because that was like what my dad was re- really into. That was like his favorite genre of stuff aside from like old school horror stuff. It was very like he loved John Wayne stuff. Like um, I, I've, I've seen The Searchers way more times than I can count with him. But um, I the, the older I get, the more I think I kind of enjoy that sort of thing. That reminds me too of this that dice game that I think you got me several years ago that was pretty fun, which was um Bang, I think is what it is. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bang is the, a really fun game. The dice bang is a lot of fun, but the card one is too. So in I didn't bang, know there was a card one. Okay. Yeah, it the it started as a card game, um, I believe. Well then. So so Bang, I think it's a from a French publisher, I think, or developer rather. Well, that's weird. And, initially um but what you're doing is and correct me when i'm wrong because i haven't played it in so long yeah, but I'm gonna i correct think you. like somebody is like the sheriff someone's the deputy yes. someone is the um a renegade and then i think the others are like bandits or something i can't remember what the other class was but everything no one knows what anyone else is not even the deputy knows who the sheriff is and as you go around the table you're just trying to like kind of deduce like who is what and who you want to just like um, if you're a sheriff, obviously you're trying to take out the bandits and renegade. If you're the renegade, you're just trying to work solo and you just need everybody else to die basically or get killed yes. off. And if you're the bandit, then you can win if a, the other bandit wins. So you're trying to help them out, but you don't know who's another bandit. So you're kind of having to be like, all right, let me just like, suss out who is what in this and it's so it's a social deduction combined with um uh light card playing you're keeping track of your own health but not a lot else and you're it's never revealed who is what i don't think until someone is killed i believe or maybe not yes. until the end of the game i, don't I think remember. it's i think when they're killed they can be revealed i, I did okay. want to make one caveat um because you did tell me to correct you when you're wrong and you were yes please dead wrong 
<laughs> uh, I, I believe the deputies, I believe, know who the sheriff is. The sheriff, I believe, does not know who the deputies are. Okay, I, yeah, you might I be right, right there. Yeah, okay, yes, you're right. Because <laughs> there was one game we were playing and Shaddai was the the sheriff and uh one of our other friends was a deputy and she was just like dead set on trying to kill him and he's just like are you sure are you sure you want to do that and she's just like yeah i have a gut feeling (laughs) and she just takes him out and yeah he ended up being her deputy wow (laughs) it's because everyone knows who the sheriff is the sheriff is the one reveal like that's the one point where it's like oh yeah 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 yeah, the sheriff everyone knows from the start of the game it's everyone else who's hidden and the deputies have to keep the sheriff alive. Yeah. So yes. they're acting to try to keep him in play. It, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of, um. there's another social deduction game that sounds awful, but it is fun. It's called Secret Hitler. Oh, um, I've heard of that. Never played it. Yeah. It's it's very similar. Just w- without, it doesn't have that dice component. It, it's cards. And I just, I wish I remembered exactly how it's played, but you basically have like the fascists, and you've got your Hitler and the fascists are trying to keep Hitler alive, but Hitler does not know who the fascists are. And like, nobody knows who anyone is, really. It's all about trying to put in, like, vote through pieces of legislature while doing social deduction. But you are limited because, like, you pull from a hand of cards and that limits when you can, like, cast a vote of like yes or no so like you might kind of end up getting screwed and you have to vote no and then like on something that is like a good piece of legislature someone might then think that you're one of the fascists and and try to target and kill you and you might actually be like one of the the good guys or something like that so it, it it's like that and there's like um there's a version that you can just like buy online or it might actually be free i don't remember um and you can just download it as a pdf and cut the cards out. It's a lot of fun. So, um, I mean, why wouldn't you want to, you know, scream at one of your friends and call them Hitler? Various reasons, but (laughs) anyway, there are just like so many other types of games like that that are Hitler-less where I think you can have a lot of fun with it. Right. Regardless of what sort of like subject matter you want to move towards. Because we were talking earlier about like how we like, we like 80s vibed things. Yeah. We were going to take an 80s spin on a social deduction game like Secret Hitler, like Bang, something like that. How would you try to, what would you come up with? Like, would we go like a kids on bikes route? I I think, yeah, I think the obvious one would be that, right? Like, I think the most appealing to me, at least, because when I think the 80s, I think childhood. And so that's where my mind immediately goes with the colors and the, the style of dress and everything. Yeah, I guess it just depends on how you would classify your friends. Like somebody's got to be the nerd. Somebody's got to be the jock friend. Somebody's got to be like the, you know, the leader friend or whatever. The bandits would be bullies. Um, Oh, what if there's like secret government like plants or something in there? Since that's like such a prevalent thing in those kinds of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess if you wanted to take it into a more supernatural route, then yeah. So you've got your kids as like the, um, the sheriff and the deputies. And then your, yeah, the, the government or some kind of aliens or something are the uh, bandits. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, we yeah. would have to twist it a lot, but 
I think it could be done. I mean, it could be done. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like there's roots there. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like there's roots that are less spooky than the apple pie tree. So like, I think it could grow into something more fun than those and not give me as many nightmares. I wonder if there are any kids on bikes board games. Cause I know kids on bikes has that literal TTRPG. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm super interested in playing someday. Yeah. Also kids on brooms is a spinoff of that. Kids on brooms. Everybody's witches. Yeah. What? Oh, no, explain this to me before we're done. Oh, I've never I thought heard you'd of it before. No, okay. I've never heard of this. Yeah, so it's it's by the same uh, publishers, Renegade Game Studios. And okay. Kids on Brooms is just like, uh, I, I don't know, it's probably like better Harry Potter in that there's no school, but it's just a bunch of kids who are have magic in different ways. Like, okay, wands and I, I don't know, like it's it's. You creating a magical school or magical, like any kind of background with witches and wizards, um, but as teenagers. So it's just that right. kind of setting. But it's the same. It's like it's a spinoff of Kids on Bikes. It's just kind of going a different direction with it. That's fun. I like the yeah. idea of that. Uh, and, and it's kind of nice to have something like that that doesn't have the baggage of Harry Potter. Yeah. With all that which, stuff. Which again, I'm not judging anyone. I mean, I haven't said this on this podcast, but I've said it before multiple right. times. I'm not judging anybody who's a fan. I get why you're a fan. You grew up with it. You yeah. like it. Whatever, yeah, whatever. Like, anybody who's like played the game, fine. Harry Potter's stuff. But uh, I, honestly, I think if I had been a fan of it in the first place, if I had ever seen the movies or anything, I probably would have played that game too. Yeah. Um, but I just, it just, I wasn't. So it's of no interest to me. But I know people yeah. were really enjoying it. I've never played the game. And don't want to spend the money on it. Just not not for like any stance aside from like, like that's a lot of money. <laughs> I don't want to buy it. Uh, yeah, but but if I would have bought it, you probably would have played it. Much I, like I, my entire I, library. I would have created a character at least and dabbled <laughs> a little bit. I would have maybe yeah. played a little Quidditch. I don't know. Maybe okay. mess with the house elf a little bit. Mm, we'll see. Okay, there is an 80s kids on bikes Oh, it's a board game from the same company, from Renegade. Oh, and my God. Okay. From kid, it's a kids on bike spinoff game, yes. board game called The Snallygaster Situation. <laughs> what? 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 Uh, uh, I guess the Snallygaster is whatever monster, because the, the short okay. description is find your lost friend, then defeat the monster that threatens your hometown. Oh, right. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's laid out like, just a, a, I'll send you a picture, but it's just a street, like a neighborhood street, and you're just kind of going through. And uh, I guess there's different checkpoints you're hitting and stuff. Looks interesting. Sure. I might look into that one. Okay. I, I want to know what a Snollygaster is like. I, I want to know what those are like. Well, you got to get the game to find out. Oh, man. You got to do it. You got to get me a board dash, you know, hook me up. That's pretty cool looking. I, I like that. It looks like a big, um, you know, the the actual board itself looks like a small town complete with yeah. like the park, the baseball field, the school with the football field. Check out the um, way the, the decks look. They look like little notebooks. Yeah, that is cool. It's like the um, exactly what you would think of when you think of like an old school notebook, like the um, the non Lisa Frank kind. Yeah, it's they're like different colors, but a lot of times you'll see like the red ones or the black ones. That's like the black and white, like abstract. Um, 
I don't yeah, know, like kind of the splatter crinkly design pattern yeah. on it. Yeah. With the the black binding, the black cloth binding on the the side. Yeah. Aesthetically, That's I'm cool. super into this game. I, yeah. I wonder I'll, I'll have to look into uh, it more, but yeah, this looks pretty neat. This looks pretty neat. Um I, I, we we ended up circling all the way back to 80s to the 80s, yeah. vibe things. Uh, Blackout Club is another one that I don't know. I don't remember if that's an 80s uh, theme, but just kind of has that a little bit of that field. Um, that vibe. Another video game. Yeah. Blackout Club. Yeah. Um, it does it look was, like it. Uh, there's pretty cool. There's also like actual. Um, wait, did we play Blackout Club? Was that that one? We did. Okay. Yeah. I do remember us we playing have played that. that yeah. one. It was really hard. Oh we, my God. Yeah. Or we, we were just stuck. really bad. Like, yeah, we couldn't figure out what to do at all. Yeah. We, at a certain I think point. We got stuck in like an underground. Um, I don't know, like mine or tunnel system or something that we couldn't figure out what to do next. But yeah, so so don't don't the like creatures take are our, tough. Yeah, don't take our word for it. It's probably a like really good game. We just didn't listen and never yeah. do. It was it was fun though. Like I enjoyed playing it. I just had it was just you know we got stuck and you know when when you have like attention problems like us and you get stuck, you just move on to the next game and you're cute. <laughs> So, yeah, because when you're when you're playing things on stream, especially like you can't just oh, I can't yeah. just sit there and be like, oh, let me take a break for a second and learn the rules of this game. You just have to go <laughs> with it. Right. You know, and someone will shame you later when they see the playback. They'll leave really nasty comments. Um, and speaking <laughs> yeah. of comments, I just want to thank everybody for leaving uh, some awesome reviews and comments over hey, on uh, Apple people Podcasts. Reviews? Yeah, cool. we've got uh, we got four new reviews. Um, a few comments on there from folks like uh, Semantics and Indigo Platypus and um, Seg1000. Thank you so much for, for leaving those reviews. I really appreciate those. You guys are all great. I loves yous. All of yous uh, in a real platonic way. So don't get any ideas, man. All right. Calm down. I, l- I love all of you, however you want to be loved by me. How about that? Uh, well, that's okay. Challenge accepted. Uh, email us podcasts that's plural at nerdslot.com and uh, with the subject line love and lay out in the message how specifically you want Joseph to love you you know we'll Um, we'll we'll figure that out but he did commit to that so yeah but I also commit to the right to veto any sort of love that I don't approve of I feel like you're you're really backpedaling here (laughs) <laughs> really backpedaling. Well, now that I've gotten myself into this situation, I have to at least a little bit. I'm still open to the idea, but I reserve the right to deny anyone. All right. Well, you let us know uh, in your emails um, how you think uh, Joseph could love you, and we'll see what we can do about that. We'll we'll try to make it happen. This feels like just asking for more fanfic. I, hey, just man. Like I don't know. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, dude. It wouldn't be the first time me and you got a... <laughs> An erotic fanfic written about us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can do those too. That's fun. Um, thanks, Lance Conrad, for the use of our theme song, Rebels of Our Own Kind. If you did like the show, uh, let us know. Throw us those ratings and comments just like you did. Throw us those reviews. Share your favorite episodes. Share your favorite clips on social media or print out your favorite quotes and slap them on a poster <laughs> with a kitty cat. Hang them up in print the office. Print them out. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Hang yeah. it in the office. That'd be sick. Right next to your hang in there poster. Put it above your toilet. Do that. I want to open up like suggestions as far as like if anybody has anything like they're interested in uh, that they would 
be curious about our opinion on. I'd love to hear from other people about some yeah, subjects. Because like when we're recording week to week, sometimes we don't do enough in a week to really have anything else to talk about. So I would love just to have some kind of baseline where it's like, yeah. okay, if we don't have something to talk about, we'll just talk about whatever you want us to. All I do right now is change diapers and feed babies out of bottles. So yeah. Uh, let <laughs> and us take know care those. of your child. Yeah. Y- exactly. <laughs> and take care of the child. Yeah. Those other things are separate. Um, <laughs> Send us your suggestions uh, via all the things on uh, at Nerdsloth HQ. That is like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, though. I'm going to be real honest. We barely ever look at TikTok, but uh, we'll see. I, I know we should, but we should. But we don't. But we don't. Um, cool. You can also go to Nerdsloth.com where you can keep up on all the things we're working on. And uh, check out our Discord community and our Patreon, where you'll find hundreds of hours of bonus content from all the various NerdSoft projects. We also have a, um, we're cobbling together a Steam group right now. Um, thank you, Joseph, for making that. At the uh, This was an idea from Evs, one of our Discord uh, members and, and dear friends. Just look up NerdSloth Gaming. NerdSloth, one there word, gaming. And you'll probably find us. You'll find us on there somewhere. My name's Chris. I'm Joseph. Drink your shakes in a well-lit public area and tell a friend where you are when you drink it. <laughs>